Good morning and welcome to Morning Prayer on Monday, the 22nd of March. We are now in Passion Tide. That's the two weeks running up to Easter. We are in the last week for our Lent courses. It's uh, it's not too late to join on the last week um, for the three Lent groups that are running. Uh, it's also not too late to catch up with Chris's organ recital, which was last night. But the recording, um, I think, should be available soon on the website. There'll be all the various bits and pieces from the Sunday morning service as well. So Martin was preaching. I think it is available on Facebook and uh, YouTube. So there's all sorts of ways of catching up and details on the website. Also on the website is a, a tolling of the church bell at one minute past 12 uh, tomorrow. Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. Tomorrow. tomorrow that's Tuesday. <laughs> um, to mark the first anniversary of the first lockdown. And that is part of a national uh, commemoration. Um, the church, uh, as it has been, uh, remains open every day uh, for private prayer. Um, and I think that apart from the morning podcast or the uh, morning office from church with Martin and Paul for the rest of this week and the deanery compliment nine, that I think is it for this week ahead. Although keep looking out for details of what follows um, from next week, which is Palm Sunday, the reading of the Long Passion reading, and then into Holy Week itself. Yeah, and there's quite a lot going on in Holy Week, but all of it is accessible as blended worship as usual. Isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So much as people are welcome to join in, you can still join in as Zoom and YouTube and Owen. Okay. Oh Lord, open our lips. And our mouths shall proclaim your praise. That you always be known upon earth. Your saving power among the nations. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation. To you be praise and glory forever. As a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, your only Son was lifted up, that he might draw the whole world to himself. May we walk this day in the way of the cross, and always be ready to share its weight, declaring your love for all the world. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. Is it nothing to you? All you who pass by, look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which was brought upon me, which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. These things I weep, my eyes flow with tears, for a comforter is far from me, one to revive my courage. Remember my affliction and my bitterness, the wormwood and the gall. But this I call to mind, and therefore I do have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good 
to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him, it is good. We should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. For the Lord will not reject forever, though he causes grief, he will have compassion. According to the abundance of his steadfast love, for he does not willingly afflict or grieve anyone. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Night has passed. The day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. So we have Psalm 73. In the Lord God have I made my refuge. Truly God is loving to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious of the proud. I saw the wicked in such prosperity, for they suffer no pains and their bodies are sleek and sound. They come to no misfortune like other folk, nor are they plagued as others are. They, therefore, pride is their necklace, and violence wraps them like a cloak. Their iniquity comes from within. The conceits of their hearts overflow. They scoff and speak only of evil. They talk of oppression from on high. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue ranges round the earth. And so the people turn to them and find in them no fault. They say, how should God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, ever at ease. They increase their wealth. Is it in vain that I cleanse my heart and wash my hands in innocence? All day long have I been stricken and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak as they do, I should have betrayed the generation of your children. Then thought I to understand this, but it was too hard for me until I entered the sanctuary of God and understood the end of the wicked. You set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. How suddenly do they come to destruction, perish and come to a fearful end? As with a dream of when one awakes, so, Lord, when you arise, you will despise their image. My heart became embittered, and I was pierced to the quick. I was but foolish and ignorant. I was like a brute beast in your presence. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing upon earth that I desire in comparison with you. Though my flesh and my heart fail me, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Truly those who forsake you will perish. You will put to silence the faithless who betray you. But it is good for me to draw near to God 
in the Lord God have I made my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. In the Lord God have I made my refuge. Holy God, may we find wisdom in your presence and set our hope not on uncertain riches, but on the love that holds us to the end. In Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm going to put my petulant voice on now. If I'd known that you had Psalm 121 to read, I would have swapped with you. I shall do the Old Testament reading. No, it's all yours. After you, my friend. Oh. We read this in different ways. I often, this is Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. And I think it's a, a rhetorical question. We look to escape to the hills. And is this where God's help comes from? Well, actually, well, our help comes from the Lord. Well, you see, I see it's a practical. Where's my help to come from? It's coming from God. Yes. But it's not think, a rhetorical question. It's like, this is what it is. But I think sometimes we wish to escape, like the wings of the dove, just somewhere. Go to the hills somewhere. But actually, God is with us wherever we are. I don't, Psalm 121. Welcome to Theological <laughs> Discussion with Scott and Jillian. Sorry. The Lord shall keep you from all evil. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to stumble. He who watches over you will not sleep. Behold, he who keeps watch over Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand so that the sun shall not strike you by day, neither the moon by night. The Lord shall keep you from all evil. It is he who shall keep your soul. The Lord shall keep watch over your going out and your coming in from this time forth forevermore. The Lord shall keep you from all evil. Lord, ever watchful and ever faithful. We look to you to be our defence, and we lift our hearts to know your help through Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be for ever. Amen. Now we've got Jeremiah 21. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord when King Zedekiah sent to him Hasher, son of Malchai, and the priest Zephaniah, son of Masai, saying, It's very hard to say with your nose blocked. Please inquire of mm. the Lord on our behalf for King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. <laughs> Sorry. Don't laugh. is making war against us. Perhaps the Lord will perform a wonderful deed for us, as he has often done, and will make him withdraw from us. Then Jeremiah said to them, Thus you shall say to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I am going to turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, and with which you are fighting against the king of Babylon and against the Chaldeans who are besieging you outside the walls. And I will bring them together into the centre of this city. I myself will fight against you with outstretched hand and mighty arm, in anger, 
in fury and in great wrath. And I shall die of a great pestilence. Afterwards, says the Lord, I will give, give King Zedekiah of Judah and his servants and the people in the city, those who survived the pestilence, sword and famine, into the hands of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, into the hands of their enemies, into the hands of those who seek their lives. They shall strike them down with the edge of the sword. You shall not pity them or spare them or have compassion. And to this day you shall say, Thus says the Lord, See, I am setting before you the way of life and the way of death. Those who stay in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, by pestilence. But those who go out and surrender to the Chaldeans who are besieging you shall live, and they shall have their lives as a prize of war. For I have set my face against this city for evil, and not for good, says the Lord. It shall be given into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he shall burn it with fire. Yes, that's a tricky reading when you've got a blocked nose. It is a little does. bit. King Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> not easy to say. Oh, it's not Nebuchadnezzar, it's Nebuchadnezzar. I think that might be the translation, but a remarkable reading. It's shocking in the Old Testament where God says, I'm actually going to fight against my people. I will fight with the foreigners against my people because of uh, how my people have disobeyed me. And then we have this canticle, which always seems to go in a different direction to Jeremiah. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praises of the Most High. Who is this that comes from Edom, coming from Bozra, his garments stained crimson? Who is this in glorious apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength? It is I who announced that right has won the day. It is I, says the Lord, for I am mighty to save. Why are your robes all red, O Lord? And why your garments like theirs who tread the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone, and from the peoples no one was with me. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praises of the Most High. All that God has done for me in his mercy, by his many acts of love. For God said, Surely they are my people, my children, who will not deal falsely, and he became their saviour in all their distress. So God redeemed them by his love and pity. He lifted them up and carried them through all the days of old. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praises of the Most High. So we have a reading from John, which I think follows the uh, reading from yesterday when we introduced, yesterday morning, when we had the first part of the story of Lazarus, and Lazarus has, has died. Um, Martha has been talking to Jesus, and uh, having talked with Jesus, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. 
Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. somewhere the other day that there was a translation that says but he stinketh he stinketh yes it's, it's a very literal you know practical and, and when it says jesus uh here it's three words jesus started to weep i mean in in jesus wept those two words is the shortest verse in the bible but it, it's um it means jesus grunted it's like a it's the same word they use for horses grunting jesus grunted it's this deep well, like sized people words one no it's much more angry grunts it's just as it's facing something that shouldn't be his friend is dead but it's also the recognition in some people say that it's a recognition that he knows this is now turning to the cross this is a point where it's definitely happening mm. according to some of the stuff that i've come across anyway mm. Shall disagree to disagree, shall we? No, all That's ears. what it says. Hmm. We adore you, Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. We, we preach Christ crucified by the power of God and the wisdom of God. By your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. God forbid that I should glory. Save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. 
through his holy prophets God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us. Show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. The word of the cross is fully to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. So at the beginning of this week, we bring ourselves, our families and friends, our church, our world to our God. Not a God who is distant, who is absent, who needs reminding to be with us, but a God who is ahead of us, beside us, behind us, is eternally present with us. May we, in our prayers, remind ourselves to be with our God. May we walk prayerfully today, ever mindful of the presence of God, ever thinking, ever praying, ever being the presence of God in our world through the way that we think and speak and act. Forgive us when we rush or forget. Forget your image in us, forget your image in others. Forget that calling to love and to serve as you, those who have worked throughout the night for us, those who serve us this day. We pray this day for our leaders, our local leaders, our national leaders, and leaders throughout the world, that they may govern justly, know your wisdom, and seek the common good. We pray for peace between nations. We pray for that work, that deliberate effort and due diligence to see peace and justice, not just today, but more peace and more justice next week, next month, next year, to build bonds of trust. We pray for the world of science as it continues to develop medicines and cures and treatments, as we pray for those who are still having to work so hard in our hospitals and care homes and GP surgeries, for all those involved in the vaccination programme, for a just and equal sharing and effective courage coverage throughout the world. We pray for those who are burdened with grief this morning and this day. For those who awake this morning ill in body, mind or spirit. For those who have not had a good night's sleep and a good night's rest. 
for those burdened with all manner of troubles. May we know your comfort and healing presence with us. May we bring comfort to us in what we say and do. May we be channels for your presence, your love and wisdom in our world this day. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Standing at the foot of the cross, as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. May Christ who bore our sins on the cross set us free to serve him with joy. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.